WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Have you ever heard the saying, there's no I in team? What it means is it can be much more effective when we work together to achieve a goal rather than going out on our own. In today's story, we'll meet a bird who learns that lesson the hard way and winds up with quite a tail in more ways than one. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The Clockbird. It comes from parts of Latin America, including Mexico and Costa Rica. Some really great people came together to bring you our version of this tale, including Byron Mann, whom you grown-ups may know from the movie The Big Short, the TV series Arrow, and the new indie film The Modelizer. So circle around, everyone, for The Clockbird. The little bird, known as the Motmot, makes its home in lush green forests in certain parts of Latin America. The Motmot is colorful, very colorful, with gleaming iridescent feathers of orange, green, and blue. But the Motmot isn't easy to find. It spends much of its time hidden in tunnels that it burrows underground. Why? Well, according to legend, the Motmot keeps to itself because... It's ashamed of its tail. You see, the Motmot's tail is basically bald. It does have two long feathers, but they're bare at the spine, so they look more like slender bones. And they have this little round clump of plumage at the end. So the Motmot's tail looks kind of like a lollipop, or a badminton racket, or the pendulum of a clock. In fact, the Motmot's nickname is Clockbird, because of the way it swings its long, skinny tail back and forth. But the story goes that long ago, the Motmot's tail was thick and fluffy, and Motmot was always bragging about it to the other birds. Hey, Vulture, I have more feathers on my glorious tail than you could ever dream of having, especially on your featherless head. Gee, thanks, Motmot. And Toucan, your bill may be impressive with its many, many colors, but that dark tail of yours is so drab, compared with mine, of course. Gosh, thanks, Mutt-Mutt. And Parrot, your tail may be long and many-hued, but it's so scrawny, as opposed to mine. Golly, thanks, Mutt-Mutt. Oh, and Pelican, I can't forget about you. Your bill may be so big it holds more water and food than your stomach, but your tail is puny. Just a fluff of feathers sticking out from your behind. Unlike my tail. Yep. Thanks, Mutt-Mutt. The taunting and teasing, gloating and preening went on and on. Then one day, the bird's leader, Vulture, spotted something ominous on the horizon. My fellow birds, do you see those dark clouds gathering? A storm is coming, and from the looks of it, it will be a storm like none we've ever seen. 
So what should we do, Vulture? Yes, what should we do? Surely there's some way we can protect ourselves. I appreciate you asking, Toucan, Parrot, and Pelican. And I believe we can protect ourselves by building a shelter. A shelter? Yes, Toucan, a shelter. A sturdy lodging to keep us safe from the wind and rain. What should we use to build our shelter, Vulture? Good question, Parrot. We should use anything we can find. Branches, bark, leaves, even vines. But what about food, Vulture? Shouldn't we gather some food to tide us over till the storm passes? Excellent thinking, Pelican. And with that big bill of yours, you're just the one to do it. I want you to find as many fruits, nuts, and seeds as you can, and stash them in your bill. Make sure there's enough to feed us all. As Vulture, Toucan, Parrot, and Pelican strategized about how best to prepare, one bird remained silent. And that bird was... Mott Mott, you've been awfully quiet. Aren't you going to help us prepare for the storm? Who? Me? Yes, you. We have a lot of work to do to get ready for the wind and rain. Mott Mott cocked his iridescent head. Okay, so about that word you just used. Wind? No. Rain? No. Work. Do you actually expect a beautiful, beguiling bird like me to do work? What if my tail gets dirty? Mott Mott, we're about to experience a dangerous storm, the likes of which we've never seen. And all you can think about is your tail? Yes. All I ever think about is my tail. <sighs> Vulture knew it was no use arguing with Mott Mott. So he called the other birds to attention. Toucan, Parrot, Pelican. And they got to work. Mott Mott, meanwhile, flew up to a laurel tree and lounged his colorful little body on a branch. I can't believe Vulture expects me to toil away with the other birds. There is no way you'll ever see me working my tail off. How could I? It's far too full, feathery, and fabulous. Well, little did Mott Mott know, but that tail of his wouldn't be full, feathery, or fabulous for long. Because after the storm rolled in, his tail would reach its tail and... his fabulous tail. We'll find out what happens after a quick break. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today our story is called The Clockbird. Before the break, Mott Mott refused to help Vulture, Toucan, Parrot, and Pelican prepare for the storm. The colorful bird believed he was too fabulous to help build a shelter or collect food. So he flew off and lounged in a laurel tree, preening his fluffy tail. Then, 
the storm rolled in. Lightning flashed and thunder crashed as heavy gray clouds unleashed a torrent of rain. Vulture flapped his great wings and strained against the whistling wind as he flew into the bird's makeshift shelter. Toucan! Parrot! Pelican! Get in here! Sure thing, Vulture! Gladly, Vulture! With pleasure, Vulture! Once the group was safe inside, Pelican handed out the fruits, nuts, and seeds he had collected in his bill. Thank you, Pelican! Much obliged, Pelican! We really appreciate this, Pelican! Happy to help, friends! Happy to help! But... While Vulture, Toucan, Parrot, and Pelican were all warm, snuggly, and safe, Mott-Mott was not. It's getting awfully cold up here in this tree. Wet, too. Maybe the other birds won't mind if I join them in their shelter? But when he took to the air, he realized he had no idea where the shelter was. Oh, dear. Where did Vulture, Toucan, Parrot, and Pelican build that shelter of theirs? Is it in the tree there? No. How about this one over here? No. Behind this bush then? No. Motmot flew around and around until he was worn out and waterlogged. I can't keep flying around like this. I need a rest and get dry. But where can I go? His bright red eyes scanned the world below. And then... Oh, that wall of rock down there. It has a crack in it. A narrow crevice that should be just big enough for me to fit inside. Motmot swooped down and tried squeezing through the crack in the wall. It was so narrow he could barely fit his colorful body inside, let alone his long, fluffy tail. But he shimmied in as far as he could. Then, in no time at all... The bone-tired bird dropped off to sleep. (laughs) Hours later, he woke up again. Would you look at that? The storm is over, and the sun is shining bright. Now I can go back out into the world and show off my fabulous feathery tail. Mott-Mott spread his wings and took to the sky. When he landed at the top of a cedarwood tree, he looked down and spied vulture, toucan, parrot, and pelican emerging from their hiding place. Well, hello down there. Did you birds miss me? Wait, don't answer that. Of course you did. The other birds lifted their heads. When they caught sight of Motmot, their beaks and bills dropped wide open. Well, don't look so stunned. Did you think I wouldn't weather the storm just because I refused to knuckle down and help you toil away? The others remained silent. They just kept staring at Motmot. Or rather, they kept staring at Motmot's backside. Oh, I get it. You're goggling at my tail. You must have forgotten how fabulous it is. All thick, lush, and feathery. The other birds exchanged a look. Um, actually, Mott-Mott, we don't know how to tell you this. But that fabulous tail of yours? It isn't thick, lush, and feathery at all. Not 
anymore, anyway. What? What are you talking about? Motmot swung his head around and stared at his bottom. And that's when his beak dropped open. <gasps> it can't be! It can't! And yet, it could. All that was left of Motmot's lush, fabulous tail were two long, skinny feathers, slender as two bones, with a round clump of plumage at the end. Kind of like a lollipop, or a badminton racket, or the pendulum of a clock. And do you know why? Well, when Motmot squeezed and shimmied his orange, green, and blue body into that crevice in the wall, he didn't realize his tail was sticking out. So as the storm raged on, his fabulous feathery appendage was buffeted by wind and pelted by rain. And by the time the skies cleared, the weather had done its worst and torn most of his tail feathers clean away. Oh, this is embarrassing. So embarrassing. I can't let anyone see me like this. Mortified little Motmot flapped his wings and took to the air. He flew deep into the forest, where he found a secluded spot, burrowed a deep, deep tunnel in the ground, and made it his new home. After making sure his entire body fit inside, of course. And that's why, to this day, Motmot keeps to himself. Though I'd like to think that when the other birds need him to help with something, our little clock bird is willing to come out and say yes, and think with his heart, not his tail. Now it's your turn. You can prove there's no I in team by holding your own scavenger hunt. Gather some family members or friends and make a list of items to hunt for. The items can be outside in nature or in your very own home. Then work together to find as many items on your list as you can. As you search, be sure to encourage your teammates and support them as you work together to achieve the same goal. This week's episode, The Clockbird, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Sophie Codner. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white coloring page for all 200 plus circle round stories, and you can print them out and color them while you listen. Grown-ups, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on coloring pages. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can support our public radio podcast by becoming the newest member of the Circle Round Club. You can get all sorts of goodies, like exclusive Circle Round swag, ad-free episodes, bite-sized bedtime stories, weekly activity emails, a monthly newsletter, music education videos, early access to Circle Round events, even a personalized birthday message from me. Visit wbur.org slash circle round and click Circle Round Club. Special thanks to this week's actors, Fyodor Chin, Kevin Corbett, Anthony Palmini, Don Ursula, and Byron Mann. Grown-ups, you can see Byron Mann in the movie The Big Short, the TV series Arrow, as well as the new indie film The Modelizer. Our featured instrument this week was the charongo. You can learn more about this stringed instrument from South America and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it on our website. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Grown-ups, if you enjoy Circle Round, please write us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends about the show. 
It'll help us keep circling around with you for years to come. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. Now that you've made it to the end of this Circle Round episode, we want to know, what's your favorite Circle Round story? Thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the Circle Round stories they like best. Take a listen. Maybe one of their favorites is one of yours, too. My name is Sylvie, and I live in Lisbon, Portugal, and my favorite story is the fairy fort because I like the part when they dance to the music on Muriel's harp. Hello, my name is Sam. I live in Mill Valley, California, and my favorite Circle Round story is the tale of Koala's tail because I like the part where Turtle keeps yelling at Koala to help them. My name is Liam, and... I live from Portland, and my favorite Circle Round story is the ocean is salty because I like when the whole ocean gets salty because of a magical jar filling the salty ocean. My name is Calvin, and I live in Auburn, and my favorite story is the three-legged pot, and I like the part when the three-legged pot has time to skip and skip. Hi, my name is Julia. I live in Michigan. My favorite circle round story is counting crocodiles, because my favorite part is when mouse deer tricks old crocodile. Hi, my name is Rossi. I live in Washington. My favorite story is the lion's whisker. My favorite part is when the bunny steals the lion's whisker. We love you, Reed Buckusier. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. Grown-ups, you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. <laughs>